Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Good afternoon to you. Hope everybody's having a good Friday. Hope everybody isn't full of anxiety right now, what's going on in a political world. <laughs> but thank you all so much for your time. Really do appreciate it. And on this edition, we're going to be talking about the New Orleans Saints possibly being one of the most underappreciated and overlooked teams in the National Football League. And we're also going to be talking about Emmanuel Sanders, man, returning to practice. He spoke to the media on yesterday. So going to talk a little bit about that also, man. But of course, um, the people that make this show what it is, uh, of course, I want to say thank you all for being a part of the show. Uh, this is an interactive show. This is, and I don't I don't mind saying this. This is the most interactive Saints podcast that you're ever going to find. Um, this is a show where I answer the questions of the people in the chat. Okay, this isn't about donations. This isn't about, uh, you know, how much you donated and I'm going to respond to you. No, nothing like that. Okay. Now, if you do donate, I do appreciate it. But it's all about, you know, what you think about New Orleans Saints comments or anything. So, and if you're a casual fan, you know, or a fan of another NFL team, feel free to ask your question as well. You know, we're pretty knowledgeable here uh, on the State of the Saints podcast when it comes to all things NFL, but we mostly focus on uh, the New Orleans Saints. But let me go ahead. Uh, got Dada Saints number one saying, who that? What's going on, Dada? Uh, got to give a special shout out to Ike saying, Overlook is an understatement. Uh, we got Brandon. We got official young Nola, Zach, Sean, the OG, Jerry Poor. We got Cole up in here. We got Justin. We got your boy, Jay, my guy, my, my guy. Also, RJ Mason, Travis, man, so many people filing in, uh, spending their Friday with yours truly. Uh, shouts out to my little cuz right here. You know what I'm saying? He, he giving a shout out to me, man. What's going on, little cuz, man? Uh, we going to get you right, man. You know, you, 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 uh, you have some very questionable taste when it comes to football teams, but, you know, we're going we gonna to get you right, little cuz, man. Shouts out to my cousin, Isaac, man. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, all the Saints, the most overlooked team in the National Football League, that goes without saying. You know, the New Orleans Saints are completely overlooked. They won four straight games in a row. And if you look at the, the uphill battle that the Saints had to deal with over the last four weeks, uh, you would say that this team is definitely overlooked. Uh, I think that Drew Brees is underappreciated this season, regardless to how you feel about Drew Brees, regardless to if you think that he needs to retire, if he needs to go out into the pasture, whatever you feel about Drew Brees, there's one thing for certain, that Drew Brees, if he was not playing for the New Orleans Saints this season, this team would be in some trouble. Uh, but the national media, that's just what they do, folks. Um, I, I think if we're looking for validation from the national media, I think you're wasting your time because the national media uh, doesn't have the Saints' best interests at heart. The national media don't look at the Saints as the creme de la creme. They don't like talking about the Saints as being one of those elite teams. They, it seems like they look past the Saints every single year. It seems to me like they always never want to put the Saints in the upper echelon. And I have, I have to say, I got to be real with you, Huda Nation. The Saints have done them absolutely no favors by going out into the playoffs and squandering those opportunities year after year. So the Saints have given the national media ammunition because right now they're looking at the Saints as the modern day Buffalo Bills. All right. The team that always seems to find their way to the top. But when they get to the top of the mountain, they always get kicked off for some apparent reason. So the Saints have not done their job uh, to make sure that the, the media just constantly eats crow when it talks about the New Orleans Saints. But we're not talking about the postseason right now. We're talking about the regular season. And in the regular season, the Saints are the best, okay? The Saints are the best of the best. Uh, going into their, what, fourth year, the Saints have the best overall record in the last four years than any other team in the National Football League. The Saints have proven again, okay, that they are a battle-tested team. Uh, some of the circumstances that they have been under this entire season, the fact that uh, Michael Thomas hasn't played since week one, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, the complimentary number two receiver that the Saints got in free agency. He's been out for two weeks dealing with COVID. Marquez Callaway came in, uh, led the team in, in, in catches and reception yards, and he went down. And the Saints went out there with basically spit and glue and made it happen. They went out there with one of the best, if I can, if I can say it, the best player in, that, in the National Football League right now in Alvin Kamara, and that was basically it. 
and the Saints still prevailed. And it wasn't pretty. It wasn't the sexiest. It wasn't the best looking, but they won the football game. And I think that the way that the Saints went out there, most people would think that the Saints would have got blown out. But they didn't get blown out. But why isn't it, why is the national media not talking about the Saints and giving these guys the respect? Uh, like I said, it's the Saints. The Saints have done this time and time again. They have went out there, they have performed, they have had a really good regular season record, and they done nothing in the playoffs. So that's the reason why I feel like they get overlooked. But if they just think that the Saints are just going to take this lying down if they just feel like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just going to roll into town with the glorified cheat code that they're trying to be and think that the Saints are just going to lay down, they're sadly mistaken. That's, that's just the straight-up truth. Uh, we that. Who that nation? Thank you very much for the $5 super chat. I appreciate that. Thank you, my brother. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I really do appreciate the donation, man. Thank you. Uh, we're going to start with Keith right here. Keith uh, get, saying, what's up, TJ? What's going on, Kent? Excuse me, Kent, not Keith. Oh, what's going on, Kent? Uh, Jarhead Fishing, who says who that? Uh, Tony says, should be plus three, not plus five. You can attribute the extra two points to the secondary play. I mean, Tony, that could be true. I mean, you, you could look at it that way. But the way that the Saints have been playing and the fact that they haven't had their weapons and now they're going to have their weapons back, how can you confidently just say that they plus five? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't understand that at all. Uh, Tragic says, who that? King Arthur says, yeah, they're being overlooked. I heard Ryan Clark say that we know what we're going to get from Drew Brees in a negative sense, overlooking the fact that Drew is balling and nobody's at wide receiver. Yeah, but like I said, King Arthur, if this was somebody else, if this was Russell Wilson doing it, if it was Patrick Mahomes doing it, if it was Carson Wentz doing it, if you went to Dallas before the injury, if Dak Prescott was doing it, Everybody would be saying that these guys are the best things since sliced toast bread. Everybody would say that these guys are all that in a hot wheel track. Everybody would be saying these things about them. But since it's Drew Brees, right? Drew Brees isn't the most sexiest quarterback in the world. He isn't going to wow you with his skills. He's not going to um, he's not going to show you any type of looseness like a Lamar Jackson. He isn't going to throw a bazooka downfield like Patrick Mahomes. He's not going to roll out the pocket and deliver on the run like Russell Wilson. He's not going to extend plays like Big Ben Roethlisberger. He's just a quarterback that's a time quarterback, right? He's just a guy that's going to matriculate the ball downfield and put the ball in a position for his wide receivers to succeed. It's not the best thing in the world. It's not something that the NFL wants us to fall in love with. But one thing that you can say about Drew Brees, he is winning football games. He is winning games. He is not turning the ball over. He is not causing his team any type of hardship. I mean, you look at somebody like Carson Wentz, right? Carson Wentz going out there, mediocre quarterback play, two touchdowns, two picks, keeping teams into, into the game because he can't get over the hump, right? You're seeing this all over the field, right? You're looking at people like Jared Goff having up and down seasons. But when Drew Brees goes out here and he's doing everything except turning the ball over, it's not the best thing to look at. It's not the most sexiest thing to look at. Everybody is not attracted to that because we like wow. We like excitement, right? We like to put that toy on the ground and just leave it right there and, it, and tell, tell that toy to amuse us. We just hit the on button and all of a sudden we want the toy to just do everything for us. And that's what we have become accustomed to in the National Football League. We want to see a guy throw 60 yards on his back foot. Uh, we want to see guys uh, lower the shoulder. We want to see uh, quarterbacks make guys miss. But that's not what Drew Brees is. But I can tell you what Drew Brees has been. Drew Brees has been a winner. Drew Brees has been consistent. Drew Brees has won four games with limited weapons on his team. So you can like it or you don't have to like it. But all I got to say is right now the Saints have only lost two games and it is a huge contribution that has come from Drew Brees for them to even be in this position. And I, I really believe that there's very few quarterbacks that you can put in this position that would be behind the eight ball the way he's been over the last four weeks and have his team with a winning record. Uh, Shouts out to Josh and Jesus. Thank you very much for the $5, my friend. He says, Carson Wentz is this generation's Jay Cutler. All the talent in the world, but will never reach his potential. Uh, Josh, I think that has a, I think that's a true point right there. Uh, I think when you look at somebody like Jay Cutler, wasn't a fan favorite, uh, wasn't a guy uh, that his teammates really like that much. And it, it's kind of the same way with Carson Wentz. Uh, we heard the stories, right? 
We heard about how his, his teammates like Nick Foles more than they like Carson Wentz. But, I, I mean, I, me personally, I feel like Carson Wentz hasn't been the same since Frank Reich left. I think Frank Reich being a head coach of the Indianapolis Colts hurt him in, in, a, in a huge way. Uh, just like I feel like uh, with Kirk Cousins. Um, I think that uh, when his offensive coordinator left and became the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, I think it hurt him. Just like I feel like when Kyle Shanahan left and went to the 49ers, it hurt Matt Ryan. Uh, I just feel like Carson Wentz is just missing a guy that kind of settled him down and made him who he is. I feel like if he was to leave and go to the Indianapolis Coast, let's just say, for example, if Phillip Rivers retires and they don't know what to do with Carson Wentz, they feel like Carson Wentz is not going to get them where they need to be in Philly, and they decide to go with Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, let's just say that Carson goes to Indianapolis. I think he'll be a much better quarterback because I just feel like there's this chemistry aspect. There's this there's this level of chemistry that he had uh, with his, you know, with Frank Wright. And I think when Frank Wright left, I think it, 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 it took some something that made him special, took it away from him, you know. Just like I said, Stefanski, you know what I'm saying, with uh, Stefanski going out there to Cleveland, I think it hurt Kirk Cousins. So, um, you know, I just think that I don't think we put a lot of stock into offensive coordinators or we don't put uh, stock into offensive coaches when they move on and go to other places, but – uh, there is a huge drop-off uh, when those guys leave and the quarterback stays in the same place. Uh, you, you start to see a drop-off, you know, so I think that has a lot to do with it. I like Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz would be a really good quarterback in a different uh, in a, in a different system, probably a Frank Wright uh, system, which I feel like if any time Philly decides to get rid of him, don't be surprised if he ends up being the next quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Primetime said, just disrespectful. We got the goat on our team. That's Drew Brees. They have to bring everybody in just to beat us now. That makes us a power team. Yeah, it does make us a power team, but it doesn't make us a respected team. Okay? It, it don't make us a respected team. I feel like the Saints are a really good football team. They just find ways to win. You know, it's not the best thing to look at, but at least they win it. Uh, the eight ball. Thank you very much for two dollars. Said Drew Brees always behind me. <laughs> yeah, he definitely be behind the eight ball, man, for week to week. But he still find a way to win, and that's the most important thing: winning football games. You know, it's not the like I said, it's not the best thing to look at, but they win in football games, and I think we'll have a different narrative, a different story, uh, if, if the Saints were actually losing games, but they're winning. Derek says, do you think the Saints should start Taysom Hill? No, sir. No, I do not. Uh, he definitely ain't ready for prime time. Derek, he is not ready for prime time. Look, uh, <laughs> look, we all like Taysom Hill, what he brings to the table, what he possesses as a as a like a power back, you know what I'm saying? But when it comes down to being a quarterback, nah, bro, that, that ain't it. That ain't it, man. No, Taysom Hill is has been playing a little bit rough this, this season, man. You know, he's been fumbling the football making bad reads uh he, he ain't ready for prime time yet you, you know you put him in a position maybe do a little rpo catch the ball uh like he did on that quick slam for that touchdown last week uh you know put him in a game like that but when we're talking about playing a quarterback position when we're talking about playing the best position the most important position on the field he ain't ready for it yet he ain't ready for it uh optimus says Heck nah. I'm going to just say the PG way, okay, for the people that's listening to audio. <laughs> uh, JDW uh, uh, Sports Talk uh, says, Phillip Rivers versus Drew Brees in the Super Bowl. Uh, look, let me tell you something, JDW. Um, it seems like you're a Colts fan. I ain't got nothing against the Colts. I like them, man. I'm sorry that y'all went through some bad luck with Andrew Luck. You know, uh, he decided to retire. Really good quarterback. Hopefully one day he wakes up one morning and wants to play again, but um, I don't think Phillip Rivers uh, will get you where you need to be. Um, I think that he's going to give you some great moments. He's going to show some flashes, but it's only a matter of time before Phillip Rivers uh, drives the knife into the hearts of the Indianapolis Colts faithful. Uh, but the good thing about them is uh, they got Jonathan Taylor, who is a really good running back. My boy Hines out there uh, channeling his inner Simone Biles with the backflips. And uh, T.Y. Hilton, man. You know, T.Y. Hilton, I'm, I'm rooting for that guy, man. T.Y., uh, is one of those uh, wide receivers that's one of the most underappreciated and underrated wide receivers in the, in the National Football League. 
but you know what I'm saying, I do like the coach. They have a really good offensive line and they have a lot of uh, young players on their team that can help them in the future. And not to mention Frank Reich, man. Frank Reich is a really good head coach. Uh, he's a good guy. Um, I think a lot of people uh, like Frank Reich. So Indianapolis Colts, uh, I think they have a, a really, really good future. But this is a very tough AFC South that they're playing, in, especially with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, you got to see them twice. Uh, the Houston Texans are a train wreck and Jacksonville trying to figure it out. So it seems like it's going to be a, a two-team race out there in the AFC South. So hopefully, you know, if Tennessee continues to play, play the way that they have been, uh, the Indianapolis Colts can creep up on them and win that division. But I don't see the Indianapolis Colts being there in the end. Now, they, they probably can make a nice little run in the playoffs because there's always that team that, that creeps up in the AFC that nobody expects to be good or make that playoff run. We've seen the Tennessee Titans do it last season. So who's to say it won't be the Colts? But I just don't trust Phillip Rivers, man. I, I really just don't. But JDW, thank you so much, man, for your comment. Uh, he said, heck nah. Let's see. Uh, great one says, the national media keeps saying the Saints going uh, to be blowout. is one must uh, be a game. Uh, well, I guess what you're saying is it's going to be a blowout and it's going to be a game. Yeah, I agree, man. I don't think the Saints going to get blown out. I can't see that happening. Sometimes I can't stand the way we try to finesse most teams. We need to be more physical. Uh, I, I will say this. Uh, the Saints over the last couple of weeks have been being a little bit more physical in the running game. Um, it didn't look like it last week, but you have to take into account the Saints did do a lot of RPO with Taysom. Uh, the Saints ran the ball 30 times. Okay, uh, I, I think we have to understand that. 30 times they ran the ball. I think they dropped back. Drew Brees threw the ball, if I ain't mistaken, 41 times. He was 31 of 41. So the Saints did run the ball 30 times, and the Saints have had an uptick in the running game. Now, it didn't seem like it because, you know, we're so quick to say run the football. I know I'm an advocate for that. Uh, but uh, they have run the football, man. They ran it 30 times, so we got to give them credit in that regard. Uh, but I do feel like when you talk about the – when you talk about finesse, Mario, one thing I do feel like it – when they finesse teams, it's with the halfback tosses, okay? I don't mind the halfback tosses when you're going up against teams that have questionable linebacker play. But when you're going up against teams like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who who uh, they can run, you know, man, they can run east-west. You know what I'm saying? They can. You know what I'm saying? They got these athletic linebackers and Devin White and Levante David. These guys can tackle you. You know what I'm saying? They can guard the tight ends and the running backs. Why are you playing into their strengths? I have absolutely no clue. Uh, the way the Saints are going to be successful running the football this Sunday night is going to be running up the A-gap. They're going to have to run the ball straight up the middle. It is going to be mano a mano. It is going to have to be Andrus Pete. It's going to be Eric McCoy. It's going to be Cesar Ruiz. It's going to be those guys getting the best of their matchups, uh, trying to push back Vea, trying to push back Indominus Sue, trying to push back these guys in the A-gap in order for Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara to run a football. I look for very little success for the Saints running East-West. Very little success. I don't feel like they're probably going to get any success because the linebackers of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are just too athletic and just too good. You have to play. You, you got to play a game of strategy here, okay? You can pump up your chest and be arrogant and be cocky and say, we still going to run the ball East-West because we're better than you, whatever. These linebackers are athletic, and the Saints struggle when they go up against athletic linebackers. This, it is not just in a matter of opinion. It is a fact, folks. It is a fact. So do not play into the strengths of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers trying to run the ball with these halfback tosses, these halfback stretches. Uh, you know, you can try to, you know, play the power game. You probably can go ahead and send a left or a right tackle if you're running a halfback toss to try to get that lead blocked in order for Alvin Kamara or Latavius Murray to be successful. But all Levante David and all Devin White are going to do is become elusive, get around that guard, and they're going to tackle Alvin Kamara for a, sh for a short loss. Play into the strengths of your team, right? Running up the middle and play to their weakness, which is running up the middle. So that, that's my advice to them. So the Saints can play power football with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's a matter of if they're going to do what they need to do and not be cocky and arrogant and just trying to flex their muscle here. 
supposed to be seven and zero. To be honest, uh, no, I don't agree with that. I, I don't agree with that. We did not deserve to win the, the Raiders game, and uh, you know, I, I would say that game right there, the Saints just straight up lost because they had no answer for Darren Waller at all. None, none at all. Uh, just disrespectful. Oh, yeah, I already read that. Uh, Kimberly says, uh, Miguel Lomax, uh, why you feel like that? Uh, what did Miguel Lomax say? Uh, did I read Miguel? Let's see. Let's go back to something uh, Kim said. She's uh, giving shots out to Reggie here. She says, and I understand that, but as of right now, they are not taking uh, on us about playoffs. They're talking down on us from the seasonal games. Yeah. But at the same time, Kim, I mean, that's just what they do. They don't want to give the Saints any type of credit, all right? Uh, Gregory says, uh, TJ, it's not about being sexy, but it's, uh, but to be brutally honest, besides his passing, all being about timing, he does not possess the ability to push the ball downfield. And if you notice how much Hill is being utilized more and more, it's a sign that he's on the decline, uh, being disguised as trying to get the Swiss Army knife more time on the field. Uh, Gregory, look, that's a great point that you're making right here, man. Uh, first off, before it's being sexy, you know, not being sexy, I, I think we all can agree with that. Uh, him uh, getting the ball and pushing it down the field consistently, I think we all can agree with that. Him being on the decline, I think we can be on that. Uh, but I want people to understand this before I, I started to get uh, people uh telling me, oh, TJ, what's wrong with you? Look, when you say that a player is on the decline, don't mean that they washed up, okay? I cannot stress that enough. Just because a player is on the decline does not mean that the player is washed up. I'm on the decline, right? I use it all the time for all my new viewers out there. I say when I was about 22 years old, and for those that don't know, I'm 34. When I was 22 years old, like, I can play basketball. If I'm on a fast break, Honestly, I can jump so high to a point where I can just literally drop the ball into the rim. You know what I'm saying? And not even touch the rim. You know what I'm saying? But if you ask me to do that at the age of 34, I look at you like you're crazy. Okay, around this time, my feet don't leave the ground. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? It, it's just a part of life, man. You know, you're not going to be fast, you're, you know, your whole entire life. You're not going to be as strong as you are right now your whole entire life. It's just the way things go. You know what I'm saying? And not to mention Drew Brees. I mean, what got him to New Orleans, folks? I mean, it was a shoulder injury. He had a major reconstructive, you know what I'm saying, rotator cuff uh, surgery. That he, had, he had a major injury, man. So at the age of 41, all that wear and tear on your body, of course, you know, you're still going to be having issues with that. But that doesn't mean that Drew Brees can't ball. That don't mean that Drew Brees still can't win you football games. And, uh, you know, like I said, we live in a world today that everybody is praising the big arm quarterback. Everybody from Patrick Mahomes to Josh Allen is always getting praised because they have big arms. And that is what we, we pay mostly most of the attention to, those type of quarterbacks with great e e elite arm talent. And Drew Brees doesn't fit that mode. But Drew Brees still winning football games, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, you can ride in a Lamborghini going to Atlanta, or you can ride in a Prius going into Atlanta. Now, if you're riding in that Lamborghini, that Lamborghini is going to get you to Atlanta fast, but that Prius is still going to get you there. It's just not going to get you there as fast as that, that, you know, that Lamborghini is. But, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a Prius. There's nothing wrong with a Lamborghini. Both cars serve their purpose, right? One car is flashy. One car is sexy. Everybody looks at it. They want to take the selfies. They want to, you know what I'm saying, take the picture in front of the cars and all that kind of stuff. And a Prius. What is the Prius? The Prius is fuel efficient. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to take those many stops to the gas station. You know what I'm saying? You can just get, you know what I'm saying? It gets great miles to the gallon, and you can get to where you need to be. That's Drew Brees. It's not going to turn the ball over. It's not going to make too many mistakes. It's not going to put guys out of position. It is going to win you football games, all right? And you can look at the Patrick Mahomes as a Ferrari. It's going to be high speed. It's going to be high scoring points. It's going to be 300, 400-yard games. It's going to be three and four touchdowns. But at the end of the day, what are both what are both quarterbacks doing? Winning you football games. It's just a matter of opinion. It's a matter of the matter of taste. You know, so that's the way I look at it. Uh, let's throw down a little bit. Like we said, uh, James said, uh, "Good morning, TJ. Uh, how do you feel about Caesar Ruiz now?" Uh, man, I, I've been. Uh, <laughs> 
I've, I've said this before. Like, I think I had one of the most, I, I, I like to think, I went back and I looked at it. I think I had one of the most legendary rants <laughs> probably on this show. Uh, I really don't pay that much attention to the things that I say, but even I was like cracking myself up about my expression when the Saints drafted Cesar Ruiz back in the day. But I even went on record and said it wasn't so much about him. I said he might end up going down as being one of, you know what I'm saying, a really good player. It was just the fact that I got myself all riled up because I thought the Saints were going to get Jordan Love. But as far as Cesar Ruiz is concerned, man, he's doing an outstanding job. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that he's going to be a really good offensive tackle for the New Orleans Saints for the years to come. I mean, this kid is really good. Uh, he isn't even close to where his body is going to end up being. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He's physical. He's not afraid to get nasty and dirty. And um, he has a lot of confidence in himself. I mean, you see it on the sideline. He's dancing. He's having a good time. Um, you know what I'm saying? He's he's focused. He's dialed in. And um, he gets better every single week, man. So I ain't got no problem with Cesar Ruiz at all. And eventually he's going to transition uh, from the guard position to the center position next year. So I think him and Eric McCoy, man, people going to have a problem. And you got to count on uh, Ryan Ramchek. You know he about to get paid. They just paid Andrews Pete. And uh, even the biggest Andrews Pete hater right now got to say that Andrews Pete been balling out. Now, I don't know what you're going to do with Teron Armstead. I think most likely the Saints probably going to end up uh, within the next couple of years drafting his replacement. But my goodness, man, they, they got they got some um, talent on that offensive line. Your boy Jay says, I don't know about everybody else. I'd rather my quarterback slice up a defense slowly to run the game clock instead of 50, 60-yard bombs every other player drive. And your boy Jay, let, let's let's talk about this for a second. Let's talk about this. Your boy Jay makes a very interesting point. And I want people in the Who That Nation to really pay attention to this and pay attention to what I'm about to say, please. Would you want a quarterback that can throw the ball 50, 60 yards? Because you got to figure out what comes with that. If you're scoring fast, that's what what is that doing? That's putting your defense back on the field more and more times. Are you comfortable? With the New Orleans Saints defense being on the field all that time, I would have to say no, okay? I think the way that the Saints actually run the game offensively, it plays into the strength of the defense. Because as long as the offense can keep the football, that's the less time we got to see this mediocre defense take the field. That's, that's very little time for them to go out there and screw some stuff up. So, yes, um... I would not like to see at this particular stage a 50, 60 yard bomb. All right, because all you're doing is all you're doing is going tit for tat, man. Because we all know that this defense isn't that good. So if they score fast, that just means the defense is right back on the field, right back on the field to screw some stuff up. So at this stage, probably not. Now, if the Saints go out here, they fire Dennis Allen, they go out here and get a a really good defensive-minded coach. They go in here, they coaches these guys up, and they have a really stingy defense. Then by all means, man, throw as many 50, 60-yard bombs as you want to. Channel your jam. Go out there after Drew Brees retires. If you want to keep Jameis Winston, let him go out there. Let her rip, kid. Okay, but as long as this defense is like this, no, sir. Mm -mm. Nah, that will actually be playing into the strength of the opposing team. I think he's going to play Sunday. Who are we talking about here? Um, uh, Neil, uh, for every 50-yard touchdown we get, Saints defense is going to go 80 yards. Neil, we speaking the same language, my friend. We not we not built like that. Should the Saints draft a quarterback? Uh, Derek, we've been saying this for the for the last couple of years. Uh, the Saints should have been drafted a quarterback, but we all know uh, that Sean Payton, for some apparent reason, he has shown us that he just does not like young quarterbacks. He does not like young quarterbacks. Uh, he'd rather go out here into free agency and get a guy that's a seasoned veteran that has uh, skins on the wall that has been in the league eight, nine years. Think about some of the backups that Drew Brees has had over the years. Uh, Mark Brudel. Mark Brudel was about 50 when he was the backup quarterback. Then they went out here and they got who? Uh, was that Josh McCown or Luke McCown? I can't remember which one. Maybe it was Josh McCown. And then, you know what I'm saying, then they went out here and they got Chase Daniel. I mean, all these guys have been in the league for X amount of years. They didn't draft these guys. It was seasoned veterans, guys that come in that know the playbook. The game has slowed down for them. I think Sean Payton just does not like young quarterbacks because he feels like uh, they're probably not smart enough yet. I, I feel like he's, that you combine that 
with the fact that he's extremely impatient. I don't think he's patient enough to watch a young quarterback develop. That's why I feel like they got rid of uh, Gary Grayson so fast. That's why I feel like they got rid of Ryan Griffin so fast. That's the reason I feel like they got rid of uh, JT Barrett so fast. Thank you, Luke McCown. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, it, it just, he does not have the patience for a young quarterback. And I just feel like at that particular position, he understands the importance of it. He'd rather have somebody out there that know, knows the playbook and the game is slowed down for him. But I just feel like you're just wasting your time. And honestly, uh, you, you're putting your team behind the eight ball because now, Instead of you getting a young quarterback, you don't have to worry about paying him for the next four years. You can actually build a defense around him, build a special teams around him, build a running game behind him, build an offensive line behind him. You can actually do some of those things. You think about the Philadelphia Eagles. How were they able to win that Super Bowl? Well, it was because Carson Wentz wasn't paid yet, and they were able to go out here and get some of these other players that can help them make that Super Bowl run. So if you get yourself a young quarterback, you don't have to worry about paying him, right? All you got to do is worry about paying him a rookie salary, and then you can go out here and build around him, make a Super Bowl run. All he has to do is huh, not make any mistakes. You know what I'm saying? And you, even if he does make mistakes, you have the defense that can be the eraser. You have the running game that can be the eraser. But Sean Payton, to me, doesn't have the patience to do that. He'd rather go out here and get a Jameis Winston, to get a Teddy Bridgewater, to get a Taysom Hill. That's what he does. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, when those guys come into the game, even Luke McCown. When Luke McCown played against the Carolina Panthers, I mean, he did enough for the Saints to win that game. And if it wasn't for an extremely athletic play by Josh Norman, they probably would have won the game because he had Brandon Cooks in that corner. So he has done a really good job at getting those backup quarterbacks and when Drew goes, goes down, I mean, they, they ball out. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, he balled out his way. He balled his way into a contract in Carolina. So I don't know. I, I do think you need to take a chance on a young quarterback though. I would. Idris says, TJ, do you think the Saints defense will be playing good? Look, uh, Idris, I hate to say it. They might play good, but What's that going to prove? I mean, it's about consistency, man. Like, it's about consistency, being consistent, constantly playing well, all right? I mean, if you're in a relationship, right, and you give your girl flowers on Monday, but you don't give her flowers no more after that, right? You don't. You just give her flowers one day. Are you going to keep on telling her three, four months from now, well, I gave you that flowers on that Monday, like, come on, man. It's about consistency. Like, she's going to be like, where's the consistency? Where's the beat? You know what I'm saying? She's going to be like, I'm from Missouri. You know what I'm saying? I'm from the show me state. You got to show me. You know what I'm saying? I ain't from Missouri, but the Saints definitely got to show me something. They got to show me consistency, man. And even if they go out here and, and play good against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on, de on, on, on defense, what has that really shown us? And what that just showed us that y'all game because nobody gave y'all a chance to win? Is that what you're showing me? Show it to me consistently, man. Show it to me constantly. We want consistency here in the Huda Nation. We don't want anybody just showing us a little bit of this, a little bit of that. What is that doing? How's that proving anything? We want consistency, man. They can go out there and play good this game, but what's going to happen down the line? What's going to happen against the Chiefs? What's going to happen against the Broncos? What's going to happen against the Falcons? What's going to happen against all those other teams? You got you to gotta be consistent, man. And what the Saints have shown me, that they're consistently inconsistent. Consistently inconsistent. So, what I see nine weeks into the season, what you see is what you get. Because if, if they could actually fix this problem, they would have done it already. It's just as simple as that, folks. If, if it wasn't an issue, if it was something that they could fix, they would have fixed it. And they have not fixed it yet. Like, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? D. Higgs says, Quan Alexander, when healthy, is light years better than Alex Azzalone. Yeah, Quan Alexander is a good pickup by the Saints, and hopefully he can bring something to the table. I know he's a sideline, a sideline linebacker when healthy. But, um, look, the Saints need all the help they can get on defense. Buck's goal game in the house says, hi, Tom Brady. Uh, giving a shout-out to Tom. 
Yeah, Tom Brady, man, been playing well this season. I can't take that away from him. The Saints going to have to really be dialed in. Don't show him any pre-snap looks. Um, you know, when you see the offense going to the line, then y'all run to the line. Don't give him a few seconds to take a look and put pressure on him. I don't even watch sports shows anymore. We can win and still won't get talked about, but oh well. Kim, uh, I have to say I haven't been paying any type of attention to the media coverage this week because I already know what it was. In between me working at nights and me sleeping during the day and the fact that all this uh, presidential stuff has been going on, I'm pretty sure I ain't the only one being glued to the television in that regard. I haven't really been paying attention to it because, look, being in, being in media and understanding radio and understanding broadcasting, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like half of the people, if you see them in the streets, um, they probably couldn't even tell you what they talked about on their 930 show. They probably couldn't even tell you because most of them are just caricatures. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to get ratings, man. These people are trying to sell you that Campbell's soup. Do y'all not understand that? They're trying to sell you that Campbell's soup. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to sell you that Nexium. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to sell you that Cialis. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like the sponsors are the driving force of these shows. And if these sponsors... Looking at your Nielsen ratings, they're not good. All of a sudden, well, bye-bye Cialis. Bye-bye Nexium. Bye-bye 100 Bunches of Oats. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of these people just create these narratives. That's why <laughs> I love doing shows like this because you can't pay me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I give you all my honest opinion. And you have so many other shows. Shouts out to Big Q. Shouts out to Deuce. Shouts out to NOS. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Shouts out to all these cats out here doing it. Who that nation chat line? The people that's giving you the real. That's not bought. You know what I'm saying? That's giving you real general emotions. Shouts out to Elias. Shouts out to Ross on the shows with dudes win them. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to them because these people aren't giving you anything. All they're giving you is some watered down stuff and, and to get you on the edge of your seat and get you talking and getting you, you sending and sharing to your friends like, man, did you hear what he just said? Did you hear what he just said about Drew Brees? Did you hear what he said about Alvin Kamara? Alvin Kamara, not the MVP conversation. That's what they want, man. These people are trying to promote products because sponsors are the driving force of these shows. These people are trying to get paid. So I don't pay attention to any of that stuff. And I don't think you should either because, look, the media can say all they want to about a blowout, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got to line up against the New Orleans Saints. And the last time, you can you can talk about it all you want to. You can say, oh, it's like a preseason game. Oh, it's like a preseason game. Last time I checked, the Saints beat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you can say whatever you want to say. You can say they wasn't ready. You can say it was early. You can say that they didn't have any chemistry. You can say all these different things all you want to. But at the end of the day, the New Orleans Saints beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And there's nothing they can do about it. They can put their little spin on it. To get our, everybody all riled up, Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans, coast to coast, they can get them wild up and be like, yeah, man, see, we weren't ready. We weren't ready. Well, last time I checked, we were playing football. And last time I checked, the Saints had to line up just like y'all had to line up. And just like I checked, and last time I checked, uh, Tom Brady had to develop chemistry with Mike Evans, just like Drew Brees had to develop chemistry with Emmanuel Sanders and Marquez Calloway. Right? And also a little bit more chemistry with Traquan Smith after Michael Thomas went down. So what's the difference between that? Oh, the Saints had Sean Payton. Sean Payton and Drew Brees. Who cares? Drew Brees can't. I mean, Drew Brees can't play coach, and coach can't play Drew Brees. That's all I'm saying. Dennis Allen played a deep zone on third and three versus the Bears. I barely have any faith in him and at this point his play call and adjustment sucks that talent on the team is saving his job look the only thing that makes me confident about this game is i think a lot of people aren't paying attention to this but bruce arians is not an elite play caller and neither is byron leftwich yo like so i feel like dennis allen is in his element byron leftwich i'm pretty sure he's going to go on to eventually become a head coach down the line and he might end up becoming a much better play caller. Might be the next Eric B. Enemy. But right now, he's mediocre at best. Todd Bowles, defensive mastermind. But he, he, he calls some really good defensive plays. But it's not like Todd Bowles. We didn't see him playing for the Jets. 
and we didn't see him going out there and, and losing all them games for the New York Jets. And I like Ty Bowles. Ty Bowles is a great defensive coordinator. But he's not I, – I feel like uh, Sean Payton can spar versus Ty Bowles. And I feel like Dennis Allen is in his lane when it comes to Byron Leftwich because Byron Leftwich is still a young offensive play caller. And Bruce Arians, they call him the quarterback whisperer, but – what the hell can you tell Tom Brady? What can you possibly tell arguably the greatest quarterback of all time? You don't need to whisper in his ear. You can tell him out loud, and he can get it done. So, <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't get that. Uh, Tim, thank you very much for the five dollars. He says, uh, "Did you want? Uh, did you watch Lattimore last interview? He admitted he only plays Evans hard because of what he did to him. That's not a good cornerback. Uh, his head straight." Um, I don't believe that. I, I don't believe. I, I, if, if he did say that, I feel like that's taken out of context. I just think they don't like each other. You know, they, they don't. He don't like them, and that's fine. And if he gets motivated by playing him and taking him out the game, <laughs> that's even better too. But you know, he's not doing himself any favors if that is. You know, what I'm saying his driving force because you, you you don't play Mike Evans every week. You only play him twice a year. So. We should match up C.J. Gardner-Johnson on A.B. Maybe he can get him to swing. Uh, hey, better, better. Now nah, we shouldn't line up C.J. Gardner-Johnson on A.B. Now, I like C.J. Gardner-Johnson, but uh, A.B. will work that boy. Uh, the Saints can uh, go 21 straight wins. The NFL, ESPN will still be riding Brady. Yep. Max Kellerman said the excuse for Tom Brady is already out if the Bucks lose. A.B. just got there. And they need time to develop chemistry. I already knew that myself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, look, I don't care what excuses they lose. They, I mean, they use. If they lose, they lose. CJ on AB, I hope not. That's six. Thank you, Cry. Uh, BYU quarterback Wilson. Yeah, that guy been playing pretty good. Is Sean Payton a problem? No, Sean Payton is definitely not the problem. I can argue. I can argue and say this probably... Uh, Sean Payton, best stretch. Like anybody, like, I hate to say it, man. Anybody that's that's complaining about Sean Payton or thinking that Sean Payton is a problem. Now you can talk about his play calling and stuff like that. Like questionable. I, I'm down with that. But for you to say that Sean Payton isn't the answer to the Saints as a head coach, I have to say you're insane. I mean, this has been one of the best coaching jobs he's done. I mean, he's calling these plays, man. Do y'all understand? Like. They just basically just been using Alvin Kamara for most of the time. His team still can't stop it. And then if you go back to last year when, when Drew Brees was out, he won five games with a backup quarterback. So anybody that's thinking that Sean Payton is not the answer, man, I would, I would have to say, man, what is the question? You know, I mean, is he cocky? Yes. Is he arrogant? Yes. Is he petty? Yes. But he's the right damn coach for this team. That That I will say. Uh, I already read that. I love how everyone thinks the Saints are going to lose. We win Super Bowls as underdogs. Um, well, we only got one Super Bowl there, but um, I will say, you know, we we do play the underdog role quite a bit. We we definitely do that. But I don't pay attention to the tabloids. This is about what you do on Sunday. Andrea Johnson, awesome. Uh, we're going to need all hands on deck. The report says Callaway, Breeze, Thomas, Kamara was limited today. You know how Peyton likes to hide injuries, though. Yeah, I mean, that's what he does, John. You know, he's not going to show you or disclose any type of injuries to the general public. That's just not how he operates. He's a Bill Parcells disciple. So that's the way Bill Parcells did it. That's the way Sean does it. I feel like uh, we need to get rid of Dennis Allen, but it's the players on the defense blow coverage or just can't check the wide receivers. I don't know. Laddie not balling to me. Uh, Lattimore played a really good game last week, but he always plays well against Nick Foles. He had two interceptions in the divisional round when the Eagles played the Saints. Uh, you know, he had two interceptions. He had the interception that sealed the deal. He should have had two interceptions this past week. So you, you got to play it. You got to do it again. You should be motivated because your arch nemesis coming to town, Mike Evans. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a combination of it. It's a combination of play calling by Dennis Allen. And I don't think they have the, the right players on the team in the secondary. I think it's just going to be a reoccurring thing. 
already read that. Our defense is going to be on a different level. I don't think so, but I like the optimism, though. AB open whole time, guard him. Yeah, man, I mean, they're going to try to get him involved. They're going to try to get him involved, which they should, man. The dude is a really good wide receiver. Last time we seen him, at least. In so many words, he just said he don't like him. He didn't exactly say it like that. I mean, they don't like each other. That's not that's not any secret. They don't like each other. They, they got in a fight last time, you know? I mean, so they don't like each other. And also, it goes back to the NFL Top 100. They just do not like each other. I don't think Dennis Allen is going anywhere. His defense is about to break a record for most consecutive games without a 100-yard rush. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know how to respond today. Like, I just feel like when your defense is just out of position. I mean, who's run? I guess you can look at it like this, Neil. Who's exactly just running the football besides the Tennessee Titans? A lot of teams are trying to throw the football all over the place. They really don't even try to count on the running game. There's only a handful of teams I can just say that run, the running game is, you know, their driving force. Uh, Tennessee, uh, Minnesota, you know what I'm saying? Even Minnesota is a, a little bit of a stretch. What other team can you think of that, that running game is their driving force? I can't think of it. I mean, San Francisco, maybe? You know, so... I mean, it's, it's few and far in between. So teams aren't running the football. So if you think about it, how impressive is that? I mean, it is an impressive feat. But I'm you know, teams throw the football. And, and when teams throw the football on the Saints, big things happen. Dennis Allen needs to simplify the defense and stop putting guys like C.J. Garner-Johnson and P.A.J. in position and getting beat. Yeah, I think the Saints have done this um, to themselves by not going out there, getting themselves a, a, another nickel corner and allowing C.J. Garner-Johnson to play almost like a Buda Baker type play, uh, play a, a safety slash linebacker type role. You know, I, I feel like they need to do what they did knowing with Seattle and Jamal Adams with uh, C.J. Garner-Johnson. He's that type of player. He's a short, he's a, probably one of the better tacklers on the team, but he's a, he's a, he's a liability in coverage. He's a liability. Is turning your back to the receiver as a technique for the DBs? Absolutely not, unless you want to get pass interference all the time. I had to double-check last night's game to make sure that that wasn't the Saints defense giving up them big plays to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, man, I mean, look, the 49ers, man, God bless them. I mean, just, they just had so many injuries, and they're just going through so many problems, man. Um, It's just not their year. It's just not. I mean, Jimmy G has been in and out of the lineup, uh, you know, Running back and stuff like that had to go on IR. Two best pass rushers, Solomon Thomas, uh, Nick Bosa, uh, is is out for the entire season. They both uh, are done. It, I mean, Warner, he's out there balling, doing his thing. But besides that, man, I mean, they just have so many issues. So not surprising to me that uh, Aaron Rodgers carved them up. Trust and believe if uh, Nick Bosa and, Sol and Solomon Thomas was out there, it'd be a completely different story. So enjoy it uh tj you already know how much i love this podcast just keep getting better and better ghostface i really do appreciate that man thank you so much uh thank you for uh you know showing the podcast love thank you for your optimism my friend uh i like uh i feel like bruce arians don't like ab there's going to be an issue out there when there's a miscommunication well i just feel like bruce arians is an egomaniac just like sean payton but the thing about it is um I just think that Bruce Arians is upset at the fact that if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go anywhere, people are going to be looking at Tom Brady and not looking at him as a head coach. And um, I, I get it. You know, I, I understand it because he felt like he put in, in the work. He felt like he's the one that put the team together. He felt like he is the one uh, that got these guys in a position to win the South. And everybody is singing the praises of Tom Brady more so than, than, than him. And he wants to be like, man, this is my team. This is my team. But nobody's paying attention to that. People are paying attention to Tom Brady. People are paying attention to, you know, Antonio Brown. And, man, he's a, he's what, the third or the fourth wheel. You know, I'm like, even you can throw Gronk up in there. You know what I'm saying? So he's like a fourth wheel. 
and he wants to be the guy that gets the credit. He is. He wants to be the Jared Jones uh, to Tom Brady's Jimmy Johnson, and it's not happening. So I feel like that has a lot to do with it, and that's one of the reasons why I feel like in the end uh, it's going to implode because it's only a matter of time for a person, an ego of that caliber, is going to let that kind of stuff get to him. It's rather it's going to be in the play calling. It's rather it's going to be in the you know some decision that he makes. Uh, it's going to be like one time he had, he's at a press conference and he's going to really let somebody have it and it's going to cause a rift in his team. I'm telling you, it's a matter of time. It's a matter of time, folks. Uh, why not look at some of these really good young guys from Indy uh, secondaries still on rookie contract, so low cap impact, and a lot of talent uh, for next year, of course. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, who's to say that they're not, Austin? Who's to say that they're not? Um, but they're going to have to do something, man. I mean, Drew Brees is about to retire, and uh, you're not going to have the luxury of having a quarterback that can make these type of decisions. Game in, game out, year in, year out. So you have to build your team around it or you're going to be looking for a job for years to come. Uh, that's called the Super Bowl hangover, what the 49ers are going through. It happens every year to to the uh, losing team. I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that, BB. I don't want to say that's a Super Bowl hangover. I mean, they had a lot of injuries at key positions. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to knock them for that. Now, I know, man, we have our feelings about the 49ers. I get it. I, I understand that, but... I'm not going to say that they're having a Super Bowl hangover. They have way too many injuries. I mean, to to key positions and, and guys that are all pros, I can't do that. TJ, I played the uh, the numbers. Uh, TB giving Saints five points. I took Tampa with the points, but I really hope uh, it don't go that way. But with money, I had to go with Tampa. Well, Mike, I mean, look, you got to choose your pockets. You know what I'm saying? Like, choose your pockets. You feel like that's going to put you in a position to get a little skriller. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? If you believe in it. But, you know, I mean, that's the that's the all the gambling, right? I mean, you might win, you might lose. So, who knows, man? Uh, IDB's technique is awful, to say the least, Larry. To say the least. Uh, Jerry says, we'll take care of the 49ers next Sunday. Right now, it's the Buccaneers we're facing Sunday night. Yep, that's that's the primary focus, man. I'm not overlooking anybody, and um, I just think it's going to be an interesting game. I don't think it's going to be one of those games that the media thinks it's going to be. I agree, TJ. CJ Gardner Johnson should be playing safety, and the Saints dropped the ball, not acquiring a true slot corner. Definitely dropped the ball. Well, they have a slot corner. His name is Keith Washington, and I just don't understand why they just don't let that kid come in for a couple snaps. He ain't got to play the whole game. He ain't got to start at a slot corner. Like, give me a break, man. Are you telling me that this guy is just that bad, bad, out of position to a point where you can't even try to see this guy on the field? Like, at least put him in a, a game for at least a play or two. See what he does. As long as our offense uh, put points on the board every time they possess the ball and if the defense plays uh, lights out uh, ball, we can pull off the win and sack Brady at least 10 times. Well, <laughs> I don't know about no 10 times, but if we can sack him four to five times, that should be enough for for a victory. You got to get some pressure in his face, though. You got to get some pressure in his face, but you ain't sacking him 10 times. You ain't doing that. Like, I don't know who offensive line doing that. Maybe the Raiders or something like that. I don't know. Uh, Tom is running things in Tampa. Honestly, he's making all his, making all his shots. Of course. Kim, I mean, the guy called them up and be like, man, look, I want to play for Tampa. And it was like, you want to play for Tampa? Okay. You know what I'm saying? They didn't ask him to come there. He called them on the phone. It was like, look, I'm coming to Tampa. Can I come? And who going to say no? They were like, no. Like, yeah, come on, Tom. Yeah. Like, so what y'all going to do now that I'm here? Um, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Your relative telling you that they come into your house and they like 30 minutes away and you wouldn't expect me, right? But when they get there, it's like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Hey, man, you know what I'm saying? I got no food in the refrigerator, man. Like, let me, let me go out here to the store. Let me go to the Kroger. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Nah, dang, man, I need some extra sheets. Let me go to Bed Bath & Beyond real quick. I got to get some, I got to get a comfort. I got to get some towels. That's the way them boys looking right now. Tom Brady told them that he was coming. And they were so happy. 
So they were like, whatever you want, Tom, whatever you want, whatever you want. You want Gronk? Oh, yeah. You want AB? Oh, yeah. What else What else you need? What else you need? You know what I'm saying? Like, take my money. You know what I'm saying? That's what they did. But I ain't mad at him, man. He got him at 6-2. and two. Uh, DA needs to uh, actually play corner. Uh, how much does he uh, play? How much does he play for corners? Come on, PJ at safety. I don't know, man. Like I said, you just take your pick, man. They, they stay getting smoked. They stay getting smoked. I'm going to take a few more, and then we're going to get up out of here, folks. Uh, how do you think we'll match up against their offense? I think we'll do a pretty good job. Saints-Bucks games is going to be a nail by the ending. I agree. It might be one of those games where one team starts off with a with maybe like 10, a 10-point 10 lead or even a 14-point lead, but I don't think it's, it's going to be a blowout. All good TV show. I appreciate your insight on the Saints. Uh, what do you think about the team with our best uh, wide receivers coming back and Callaway showing up? Uh, this is what I think about the team. Um, I just think that they they can open up the playbook uh, with more plays. Okay, I don't think people understand how many plays are probably left on the sidelines because Michael Thomas isn't there. It opens them up to endless possibilities as long as everybody stays healthy. As long as everybody can go out here, all hands on deck, everybody's involved, I think the Saints can and will be able to be an, an effective offense in this game, okay? No matter how the, the, the defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, pan out, I feel like they will uh, be able to do some things. So, uh, I think Callaway. I think that's a little bit of a stretch. I'll be highly surprised if Callaway play. I'm, I'm gonna just be real. I don't. I don't see him playing the way that that ankle looked at the, at the end of the game. I don't think that he's gonna play. Uh, but Michael Thomas, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely sure he's gonna play. Manuel Sanders, I'm definitely sure he's gonna play. And we'll see where we can go from there, man. We'll see where we can go. But I, I think that it just opens the playbook up. I think it opens the playbook up to endless possibilities. Mike says, uh, TJ, thanks for the comment. So if I hit, I'll donate money to the show. You keep up. Well, uh, Mike, uh, look, I hope that I never received that money, okay? Because <laughs> you got the Tampa Bay uh, taking them points. So I hope I don't receive that money, all right? <laughs> if our secondary can play similar to how the Giants secondary play, we should be okay. Yeah, uh, Chosen, but that's a big if, my friend. That's a big if. Uh that's your judge. I mean, honestly, y'all have to understand, that's your judge uh, side of the ball, man. That's what he did out there. Uh, that's what he did out there in uh, New England. So they, they secondary should be pretty good. Carlos says, uh, love the show, TJ. I watch, listen all the time. Uh, CD Deuce is not a slide corner. Uh, no, he's definitely not a slide corner at all. Um, I don't even know why they put him there. I mean, he's just susceptible to getting beat. So I don't know why they do that. Marshawn does well against taller opponents. Yeah, he, he does. You know, it, it's those little shifty guys that he struggles with, those guys that mostly play in the slot. Is Marcus Williams a bust? Uh, I wouldn't call him a bust because I just think that he had, I think the expectations, we didn't really have any expectations for him. No, he, nobody knew Marcus Williams was coming to New Orleans. Like, unless you was like a big Pac-12 Mountain West, you know what I'm saying, type uh, fan or something like that. Maybe you know who he was, but uh, for the most part, man, nobody know who uh, Marcus Williams was. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even really know who he was. And I, I'm, man, I, I like college football, you know. But so I mean, dude played pretty good his rookie season, average second season, third season came back and played a little bit better. This season, uh, man, just not so much. You know what I'm saying? Like he just, I, I, I don't know. He just uh, not. He just not what we need going forward. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that, I think that if the Saints had a better defensive coordinator, I think he'll be much better. And this is going to be one of those situations. I hate to say it, folks. I hate to say it to you. This is going to be one of those situations where we're going to see Marcus Williams leave the New Orleans Saints, and he's going to be a much better player than he was in the Saints uniform, and he is going to make a lot of us mad. He is going to make a lot of us mad watching him play football. But you have to look at it this way. Um, are we going to blame Marcus Williams? Are we going to blame the coaching staff for not really making him live up to all his potential? But I'm telling you right now, I'm calling it. If Marcus Williams leads the Saints and he goes somewhere with a defensive-minded coach, 
Marcus Williams is going to be one of the best safeties in football because he has all the tools to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if they just don't question him. They don't get in his face enough. They don't tell him. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, look, look, you better than this. But he's going to go to a team. I don't know. It might it might end up being like a Seattle. Uh, it might end up being a, a Los Angeles Chargers. Might even be the Rams. It's going to be somewhere where a defensive-minded coach is going to get wrap his arms around Marcus Williams. And we are going to be mad as a fan base because we're going to be like, where the heck was this for the four years that you played for this team? I'm telling you. It's going to be something to watch because I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Like, sometimes it's about it's about coaches, you know what I'm saying, coaching the, the player up. You know, it's about, you know, demanding greatness from that player. That That's what it's about. If that player not giving you greatness, you call him on it. You know? So, I, I definitely feel like if he goes to another team, we're going to be mad as a fan base. Last one comes from Ann. She said, okay, uh, he looks like he may have played. I was just curious. He's very knowledgeable, and I enjoy his commentary uh, podcast. Uh, what are we talking about here? I don't know if <laughs> you're talking about me or Marcus Williams. Uh, so... Yeah, man, but I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. I, th I'm, I appreciate, uh, you know, you loving the show and liking the show and stuff like that. And thank y'all to all of you, man. I'm seeing a lot of new names come across this board, people I haven't seen comment before, but that's the way we do it here. Um, that's the way we do it. You know, that, that's the way we do it. You know, we, we interact. Uh, you, you leave your comments uh, during the, the pregame and the postgame. Well, you know, we allow people to call in uh, get their take on it. So, um, man, we, we just like to have fun here. We, we're, we're a family-oriented show. You know, there's a lot of people on this show that, man, they come here every single episode. I know them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, interact with them all the time. So, yeah. Yeah, man. So, I, I, pre, I appreciate everybody, you know what I'm saying, the comments, uh, everybody that makes this show what it is. I really do appreciate this. Uh Let's see. Uh, Dennis Allen, Eric Allen, and Hodges need to be gone. Uh, who is Eric Allen? Eric Allen. <laughs> Eric Allen. Okay, that explains a lot. If Eric Allen, <laughs> if Eric Allen out there, that explains a lot about that secondary. <laughs> I see why. <laughs> but thank y'all very much. I appreciate that. Uh, for, for tuning into the State of the Saints podcast, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search the State of the Saints podcast, uh, facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. And uh, man, just thank y'all so much. But I have to tell y'all, I have some some bad news, man. Uh, I will not uh, be doing a post-game show on Sunday night. That's right. I will not be doing a post-game show on Sunday night. I actually have to work that night. So uh, I'm going to do a postgame show on Monday morning. Um, so I do apologize for that. I know a lot of people are going to be ready to chime in. Um, you know, I, I like to get people with those real emotions and everything like that. But due to uh, my work schedule, I won't be doing a postgame show immediately following the Tampa Bay uh, versus New Orleans Saints game. Now, I am uh, doing something that's a little bit different. I'm actually trying to get uh, some people to co-host, okay? So most likely, it's going to be my big brother, EJ, who is probably going to be doing a post-game show uh, in my place. So I'm trying to uh, get with him. Uh, most likely, he's probably going to be co-hosting. Well, not co-host. He's going to uh, be hosting the State of the Saints podcast post-game show. I'll keep you all posted about that. So... Uh, I still want to be able to do a post-game show for you all and be able to interact, uh, even if I'm not there. Uh, if I can't get the thing, you know, I can't get the thing going, I can't get it moving and grooving, uh, definitely we'll be doing it Monday. Monday morning, I mean, rain, shine, sleet, or snow. Uh, we're going to be doing a post-game show, all right? So I, uh, I'll let you all know, uh, you know, as, as we go forward. Uh, what we're going to do about the Sunday night game. Are we going to have a post-game show? We're going to have a pre-game show. Just won't have a post-game show. But thank y'all so much. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast, facebook.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, 
iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Uh, Shouts out to Josh and Jesus for the $2 donation. He said, do a post-game show or we will will riot. Uh, Now, I hope y'all don't riot, man. We got too much of that nonsense going on out here right now. So, man, nah, no no riots, okay? We going to have one, okay? We going to have one. So, just want to let you all know, you know, like, you know, brother got to work, got to pay these bills, you know what I'm saying? Like, we got to pay these bills. So, I... (laughs) But I'm definitely uh, going to let you all know if we're going to actually have someone to take my place. Uh, like I said, previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, you all have a great and productive day. Enjoy your Friday. We'll back, be back with you this weekend. And like always, all I got to say is, who that? <laughs>